0: Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow, wherever you are right now, to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood. O-R-G. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today.
1: And salvation in God, I trust in God. I trust the Lord is my light, my light, and salvation.
2: The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? advance against me to devour me it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall and though an army besiege me my heart will not fear Though war break out against me even then will I be confident
1: I trust in God, I trust, the Lord is my light, my light and salvation, in God I trust, in God I trust,
2: for in the day of trouble. He will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock.
1: The Lord is my light, my light and salvation. In God I trust, trust. The Lord is my light, my light and salvation. In God I trust. In God I trust.
3: at that very hour some pharisees came and said to him get away and go on from here for herod wants to kill you he said to them you go and tell that fox for me listen i'm casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow And on the third day, I complete my mission. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must go on my way. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away and go on from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, You go and tell that fox for me, listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I complete my mission. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must go on my way. Some Bible passages are like old friends, they're a source of comfort and strength. Then there are passages like I just read when I read them and I'm like, wait, Jesus said what? I don't remember this in the Bible. <laughs> I've been in churches all my life and reading the Bible all my life. and... I can't remember. When this passage comes up, I'm just like, have I ever seen this before? They surprised me. And this week, after I read it, my very first question to Michael was Were the Pharisees telling the truth? Was Herod out to kill Jesus at this point? Or were the Pharisees trying to scare Jesus into leaving because let's face it Jesus has not been very kind to the Pharisees so getting him to leave because Herod is out to kill him is very convenient for the Pharisees if they can accomplish it I almost hear a little bit of sassiness in Jesus's response the Pharisees tell Jesus to go and he says well you go and tell that fox from me. Almost reminds me of me and my brother in the back seat of the car when we were children. You go, you stay on your side of the seat. No, you stay on your side. It's, it doesn't fit with my mental image of gentle Jesus, meek and mild. You know? He's a little bit, unsettling, a little bit unpredictable, but he speaks right into the disciples' fear-mongering. And so I found myself asking a question of me this week, who benefits from my fear? Have you ever been somewhere or visit someone's house where they have the news on 24 seven? I can't take it. I get worked up. I start catastrophizing very quickly. Now, of course, if you know the Enneagram, you know I'm an Enneagram six, and I can go worst case scenario about everything very, very quickly. So I have to limit my news consumption. But it's got me asking the question, who benefits from my fear? The command to fear not echoes throughout scripture. When we're fearful, we can be manipulated. People can get what they want from us if they keep us afraid. Now, I need some level of fear in my life. You know, it actually stops me driving like a complete lunatic. So, there is some level of fear that's good, but I need a respite from fear. The respite that God brings so I don't become paralyzed and unable to function. Who benefits from my fear? Fear stops me thinking clearly. It can be difficult for me to actually discern truth when I'm afraid, when I'm having a strong emotional response. Because for me, my brain kind of shuts down a bit when the emotions take over. Listening with wisdom and understanding rather than fear takes time. Responding out of love to a situation than fear looks very different. When I'm surrounded by voices wanting me to be afraid 24-7, then news becomes noise and fear overwhelms. Who benefits from your fear? Let's spend a few moments in prayer.
1: This rich is great A discerning heart. Wisdom calls, wisdom leads. Her ways are pleasant, her paths are peace. She is the fruit of the tree of love. her discerning heart, so let my life be fertile soil, spirit plot and I will toil to tender crop that will not spoil, stored in her discerning Wisdom calls, wisdom leads, her ways are pleasant, her paths are peace. She is the fruit of the tree of life, grown in her discerning heart. Ask for wealth or fame, endless riches greater claim I ask for one thing in your name, grant me her discerning.
2: At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, get away and go on from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, you go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I'm casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I complete my mission. Yet today, tomorrow, And the next day, I must go on my way. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, get away and go on from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, you go and tell that fox for me, listen. I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I complete my mission. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must go on my way. I meet with a group of spiritual directors here in town. Um, We met last Friday, and a question came up to this group. How do you respond personally to the state of the world today? There's so much on the news, as Peter said, surrounding us uh, in every, every way to draw us into an attitude of fear. Um, when we consider what's going on between Russia and Ukraine and the possibility that at least I entertain in my mind that our country might be drawn into that conflict. I have to confess it creates a great deal of fear inside of me. But really what was underneath that question for all of us is what do you do? How do you come alongside others that are dealing with fear in all sorts of situations in life? How do we face fear? How do we deal with that? And as you seek to deal with your own fear, how do you help other people in your life who may be facing fear themselves? A very wise woman in the group, a pastor's wife, I think she heard the anxiety and the question that was being asked, and she said, you know, anybody who is in the helping profession needs to deal with their own fear first. They need to take care of themselves first. And when I heard that, it was like a weight lifted off of me. It's like I didn't have to fix everybody else, and I didn't have to be the pastor for the whole world. It's like, you know what? I can tend to my own heart my own needs, face my own fears first. There was such wisdom in that council. She volunteered quickly. She said, my husband likes to go mow the grass when he's afraid. And I kind of chuckled at that, but at the same time, there was great wisdom in that. He just kept doing what needed to be done in life that day. And I thought about myself, and how do I, how do I face fears? What do I, what, because fears well up inside me all the time. How do I deal with that? And I thought of what I'd done that very morning that I really felt helped me. And that was just simply to take a walk in nature and talk to God about the fears that I carried inside. There's something that helped me simply by walking, feeling the earth under my foot, feeling something solid that was there that was gonna hold me up. And I knew in the midst of whatever was swirling around me that God would be that same sort of foundation in my life, in my heart. And I didn't have to carry it all alone. That helped me. You know, I I agree with Peter. I agree that in this passage, the Pharisees are trying to instill fear in Jesus. They wanna get him to run away. They want to get him to depart from what God the Father has called him to do with his life that day in that hour. And his response is so telling. He says, <clears throat> you tell that fox, <clears throat> you tell this tempter that wants to put this idea of fear in my mind, in my heart, you tell him this. You tell him, I'm casting out demons, and I'm performing cures for the sick, and I will do that today and tomorrow, and the next day, until my mission is complete. In other words, you tell him, I'm going to stay on my mission. Um, I, I found that so encouraging. And it reminded me to return to that same question for myself when fear rises up in me. What's my mission? Surely not to be afraid. But to trust, to lean into the fear, to offer it to God, and continue to do the things that God has called me to do that day. So I I would like to ask you a question. As you sit here today, what sort of spiritual disciplines or practices do you find helpful when you face fear in your life? Would you sit with that for just a moment? this You to consider what God is calling you to do or be today. What what do you sense is your mission today? you look at your life and are honest with yourself, would you reflect for just a moment on what um, pulls you away from being grounded in God? When might you be tempted to turn your attentions toward fear instead of the firm foundation that God offers you? ahead how will you choose to rest in God and to trust God when fear may come into your heart
1: Strong. Trust in God, I trust the Lord is my life, my light and salvation. In God, I trust in God, I trust.
2: As we prepare our hearts to come to the Lord's table today, I would invite you to take just a moment in the silence to confess anything that you carry on your heart that uh, weighs you down, that you need to lay aside before you come to the Lord's table. Would you take just a moment to confess in the silence? Lord, we thank you that when we come to you and we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just, and you forgive us our sins, and you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We receive that forgiveness and that freedom that flows from that forgiveness. And we thank you for it, in Christ's name, amen. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for this table, and we thank you for the invitation that you give us to come, to be fed by you. Lord, as we come, we remember your promises to us, remember that your perfect love in our hearts casts out all fear that we have nothing to be afraid of in life because you are with us we thank you lord that nothing nothing in all creation can separate us from you and your love that is in christ jesus our lord so we trust in that and we thank you for that and we will walk in that truth today In your name we pray, amen. And we remember as we come to this table today that on the night in which our Lord gave himself up for us, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body that is broken for you. Eat this, and as often as you do, remember me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples, and he said, drink from this, each one of you. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this, all of you, and as you do, remember me. And we pray. Holy God, we thank you for the gifts, these gifts, this bread and this cup. And we pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would make them be for us the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, may they bring the healing that we need. May they bring the cleansing that we need. May they bring the hope that we need. We thank you for this and ask you to bless each one as we come to receive the body and blood. Of our Savior Jesus Christ. It is in His name that we pray. Amen. The gifts of God are prepared for you, His children. You are invited to come to the table. If you would like gluten-free elements, or if you would like the Christ cup in the pre-packaged uh, service, it's there at the organ side. Uh, the gifts of God are prepared for you, his children, won't you come? We thank you for worshiping with us today, whether here in the chapel in person or online. We're grateful for your uh, participation in uh, the life of this church, especially the life of this community. A couple of quick announcements. Um, The uh, Enneagram class will continue to meet this morning at 10 o'clock in the Anchor House. You're invited to to share in that if you would like. Also, I just wanna mention that there will be no midweek Wednesday night study of uh, the discerning heart uh, study that's been going on for several weeks uh, folks are on spring break so we want to um, uh, not have that this week but it'll resume next week and also want to remind you that next Sunday uh, at 530 in the uh, afternoon at the anchor house there will be a potluck you're all invited hope you'll come and bring a, your favorite dish uh, to share it with the, uh, with the community as we celebrate the spring equinox um, Our custom in contemplative worship is to listen for our own good word, our own benediction, if you will. And so I would invite you to do that as we conclude our time of worship today, Uh, perhaps just to stay here in the silence for a moment and to listen to your own heart for God's good word that you have heard today as as you've worshiped the Lord. And again, I'd remind you that if you would like to light a candle at one of the candle banks uh, before you leave, you're certainly welcome to do that as a sign and a symbol of your prayer ascending to God on behalf of someone that you carry in your heart today. And now go in the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May he bless you and keep you. Amen.